0: Come together, come together, come on! I love the energy. I love the community. When, when a few people be so bold as just to kind of share, yeah. You know, I'm just old enough when when I was a kid, they'd always have Sunday evening services. That was like a thing. Like Sunday night church was like a thing. Sunday school was a thing. There's all kinds of things that they don't really do very very often anymore. But uh, but if you went to Sunday night church, like I did all my life, Sunday night, um, you would you would have testimony time, right? Testify. And uh, so I, just, I thought I'd be kind of cool. Here we are, Sunday night. We're at a church building. I feel like we should testify. So what? Anybody just have things that you feel like, hey, here's here's a win. I just want to celebrate with the community. Because if a win that you have is a win that we celebrate, the win uh, maybe something big, maybe something small. But uh, anybody have things that are you? I'll say, hey, I, I love to just kind of celebrate uh, this. Yeah. I have
1: my first small group today.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. Chad! chance. Guys! It's a small I got, group of me. Okay, no, 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 no. I <laughs> no. Learned, Okay, I was about to
2: explain.
0: I was about to explain. I have six guys that I'm like pursuing, it. and I got two of them in the same room at the same time. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Good awesome. 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 Good yeah. deal. Good job. Good job. Who else? Yeah. Who else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: there's a guy I've been pursuing since day one. Uh, it seems to be like my first day on campus. Uh, and I was driving him in the car the other day, and uh, he casually mentioned to me, he's like, oh, I, uh, oh, by the way, he's from Iran, of Muslim. Uh, I bought a decorative cross on Amazon the other day, I can't wait for it to get here. And I was like, oh, really? Why'd you buy that? And he casually
1: mentioned, oh, I'm a Christian now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, who else? Come on. We got some fall salt stuff. I know we got some there. Yeah. Um, some of you guys know Gregorio.
3: Yeah. Pretty fresh.
0: Yeah. Um, Zach and Nate met in the Lord at false Salt.
1: We got that right. Oh have yeah. yep. never seen him smile
3: this much. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: What else? What else? I got a fellow with neurological problems It causes seizures. He was finally diagnosed with uh, complex migraines, and he's medicated now. He has almost like all his memory back. But he never never remembers half of our conversations we've had, actually. Wow. But he now can remember his wow. memory stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Guys, they know Mitchell. Yeah. People who told me about Outpost. Yeah. I'm pursuing him, and he's gonna get into line. And has turned around and asked me when Smogger
3: is. What yeah. is? Every year. Like, hanging out
0: with me. One of our team. Yeah. All right, a lot of boys here. I know the girls are yeah, doing stuff. Do. Where, <laughs> where <are laughs> the girls at?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the <laughs> <laughs> There's literally no. Walkers. Yeah. No, so I first want to honor Hannah and Ian for outreach
5: events. Woo! <laughs> so at, at one of the outreach events, I met a girl. We met a girl who was like wearing a boot, and she was supposed to have surgery, like potentially taking something from her rib and like putting it in her leg. I don't know. It was really complicated. And so she was searching for Christian community, she was kind of at her end. And then um when she was honest before God during one of the outpost events, um, she saw a vision of God giving her a hug and like just um she had never seen that and she's like thinking about getting baptized, but um now she doesn't need a boot and she's like just needed to rest her leg and, and she's wow. really cool.
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: We can go all night with this. Anybody else? Other things worth highlighting, celebrating, small or big. Nobody died shooting. Oh, was- the whole drive home, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I haven't taken that many girls shooting before, so nothing against you girls, but it was just like a whole new thing, a whole new experience. Dylan.
2: I had a guy I've been pursuing for a year and a half, um, and he finally came to large group last week. Come on. Yeah. And I was
3: on child care, so I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he was the only one who <laughs> wanted to a right. small group this week.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Hey. <coughs> What else? Anybody? Yeah. I have um, a girl in my small group.
3: Yeah. And um, she, uh, she's been going to a Catholic mass for a while. And
0: today we just got her to
3: come to Quintals for the
2: first time. Yeah. And yeah. she like, just completely yeah, right. had her eyes open to
3: how difficult it was.
0: Come on Awesome. All right. yeah <laughs> Hey, who did you guys baptize after uh, the shooting? Julio. Julio. Oh man, that's real. That's a near death, literally in life again. Awesome. Okay, anything else? Go on. I think that these moments to me, for me, are the moments I feel most connected to the body of Christ around the world. Um, more than a service. While, of course, we are the community and the body of Christ in a service, we are in a context where people are in all kinds of different phases contexts and places in that journey. And we're speaking as much to the lost as we are to the found, and we're speaking to those who are found but not really passionate and pursuing the Lord. Like these are the moments where we're saying we are the community of God that are fighting together for our campus. And when we say we are beginning to fight for our worlds, for the kingdom of God, that is the moment when I feel most connected to that larger body of Christ around the world that are in so many different places seeking the advancement of God's kingdom and His and His glory. Uh, and so, while we're in, you know, just a just an old church building here, this is I think the old uh, sanctuary Four Foothills Church right here, and we're you know just kind of chilling, and you know, nothing. It's not. Flashy, it's not showy, we're just here together to say, God, we want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. And we join um, maybe maybe only in the act of the sacrament itself do we find this this tethering to as much to the larger body of Christ that are truly seeking his face as when we are in these moments like this together, saying, How do we advance the kingdom in this world? Um so I, wanted to, I want to just do my little charge to you guys for tonight. That's, that's my little charge, and then and then we'll go on with some discussion and some other fun stuff. But um, I do want to – we're going to try one little thing. We'll try maybe a couple little things tonight. But one thing – we'll just see if, if this is actually helpful for anybody or interesting to you guys. But if you have – honestly – Uh, questions or things that you would like the the leadership, the staff uh, to really maybe address to you. You have just kind of a question about the ministry. Um, I'm going to ask you to text me uh, in the next hour, and we'll have a little time to do a little Q&A. And if nobody texts me, then I know that there really isn't any, this isn't worth doing. So uh, that's fine. But if if there's anything you would just kind of like some clarity on, why do we do this, how do we do that, what's kind of thinking behind this, uh, or anything in line with that, feel free to text me. uh, in this little bit here, but nine seven zero six nine zero two two one two. Texting uh,
3: message message um, to things we apply, but <laughs> that
2: number is
3: in the bathroom, the library. Where is that again?
0: Um, so. We'll just kind of see if that's interesting for you guys or not. If not, no big deal. But we're going to read through uh, in John chapter 1 tonight. John chapter 1. And in verse 43, we read this gospel. And what's interesting is John's gospel is often highlighted as the last gospel that was written. It was the oldest gospel. Um, it's often considered like the gospel written in reflection upon the work of the Holy Spirit in the early church. You know, John's looking with, with time and perspective at the life of Jesus and is saying, hey, here are the things that we really need to make sure we highlight that we haven't yet from the other gospels. But not only that, uh, but it's also interesting that in John's gospel, This, John's, one of the agendas that seem to be actually coming up from John is that he is trying to say, this is how we saw Jesus's ministry impact us. And he's highlighting specific stories. He's honing in on specific things that, to the early church, were deeply meaningful and significant in how they understood how do we then act out uh, the commission of God to the world. And so we see these really interesting interactions and when we look at it through the lens of this is what the early church would say to us today, it's a really interesting perspective that we suddenly see John through. But in John, verse uh, 43, John 1, 43, the next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, were from the town of Bethsaida. Philip, Found Nathaniel, good name, and told him. <laughs> Soft it! Gotta give you at least one every night. We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote: Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from that, from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see," said Philip. You know, humble Nathaniel, right there, right? You <laughs> think come good, good come from there? come and see when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching he said to him here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false how do you know me Nathanael asked Jesus answered I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you then Nathanael declared Rabbi you are the son of God you are the king of Israel Jesus said you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree you shall see greater things than that he then added, "I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man." Um, just a couple thoughts for us tonight. Um, what does what does this interaction teach us about Jesus's ministry to Nathaniel, and from that, our ministry to the people that we are fighting for in our lives right now? Um, and one thing here is is real simple. I'm just have to highlight it because it's just something we always want to highlight. But Jesus spoke identity over Nathaniel, right? Mm-hmm. Here is a true Israelite. There's nothing false. <laughs> he speaks identity, it's not it's not silly identity. It's not like hey, you're you know a great Israelite or something. He says you know he speaks the kingdom of God over this guy, yeah. and so always, yeah. always and again, honor. And spoken honor and speaking the things of God into each other's lives and over each other wow. is something that is always critical and always so important. And I think last time we were here I was mentioning there's there's a number of principles of of culture, talking about what are you know, how do you create culture. The thing that's really interesting to me is that in, in my study of of how culture is created, almost most of them, most of the principles all have a baseline of honor. Spoken honor is is the assu- is the underlying assumption from which communities create convictions and values that they share. And so, what we honor in each other, what we share with each other, is what is what we will replicate and what we will emphasize. It's interesting the number, the things that I see about myself, the things that I aspire to, often are the things that people have said about me as true. And, they, and so those things that, be, that they said were true about me are the things that I aspire to be true about me in the future. And so we, we see that here in Jesus. At the very beginning, the first thing Jesus does to Nathaniel is he honors him. He speaks identity over him. And so if that is the first agenda to Jesus' ministry to Nathaniel, I think that probably should be our first agenda when we interact with new people as well. Um Second, he invited um, Nathanael into a real relationship with himself. And that sounds real obvious, but what I'm, what I'm contrasting is, is he invited Nathanael to experience uh, him, his a relationship, a meaningful, authentic interaction. Um, he, what's funny is Nathanael had these objections to Jesus, mm-hmm. but Jesus didn't respond by answering his objections. Oh, yeah. um, he, you know, what what good could come from Nazareth? Jesus wasn't like, well, you know, when I was born, I was here, and then I lived there, and we traveled <laughs> here. This is how I fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, actually, even though you don't really see it yet. And he didn't really go into that. You Know that there isn't a place for that. I'm not saying there isn't a place for that. There is. But what's interesting is, I think a, a number of us on staff have been kind of talking through, there there can be a real interesting contrast that we so often spend so much of our emphasis talking teaching people about Jesus that we don't spend that much time always inviting them to experience Jesus and and how do we do that how do we not not in the service you know not don't don't rely on you know Brent's altar call to get them to an experience of God although that's always helpful that's always good that's you know that's not the end all of how you should do it. You invite them. I remember, I remember hearing this account of of um, uh, a psychol- a psychiatrist who specialized in in uh, abuse uh, situations and so obviously just very traumatic type stuff. And he had a number of ladies that he had been walking with uh, through. Through you know post abuse relationships and things like that for years, many of them, and he talked about he he got so fed up because nothing was working. He was a Christian psychiatrist, uh, so he was kind of working from that perspective, and and he was always speaking the truth of the gospel. He was always speaking the you know principles of the kingdom of God over these women, and he's just like, man, this is not working because years and years go and there's just there's no freedom, there's no deliverance, there's no progression. Uh, and he finally, he said, he got so fed up that he just said, you know, okay, we're going to try something. And he had this lady who he'd been walking with for years. He said, I just want you to try something. I just want you to, to just sit and, and go back to that place of abuse and go back to that relationship. And, and I want you to put yourself there. And he said, then now I want you to ask Jesus, how do you see me? And, and all, you know, all of a sudden, tears, you know, ministry is measured in tears and salvations, right? So there's tears just flowing, and she's just she's breaking down. And, and he asked her, he said, what, what happened? What did the Lord say? And he said, oh, Lord said, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what the Lord said in, in this testimony, but, but it was something to the extent of, you know, you're beautiful, you're my daughter, I love you. This is not, you know, I don't see you as dirty that that kind of a thing. Wow. And and he said, he's like, I've been telling you that for years.
3: Wow. And
0: she responded, she said, Yeah, but you're not the king of the universe.
3: <laughs> and,
0: and actually, you know, I've I've done that. I, I've I've experienced actually i I took that and I was like, okay, well let me test that out. I've I've done that with, with people before and it's, it's it just is good. It actually, the Lord speaks. But we're so scared of letting the Lord speak because we think he won't speak. And so I need to speak. And so I'm just yeah. going to trust that I'm going to like wow. have the answer and be the answer, man. Yeah. Instead of saying, let me lead you. Yeah. See, this is the thing. He was, Nathanael was led to the feet of Jesus. Wow. And Jesus then began to speak identity and be able to do the things that only he could do. That's good. So are we bringing people? You know, I, I just remember honestly. I was trying to think about that just like today. I think this may have been my last like weekly meeting that I have ever led uh, for a small group. Uh, was when I was in Russia, and um, I know it sounds weird years ago. i was based on that, but but you know, resource groups and things like that. But as a small group, uh, that was kind of my last leading uh, of a community at that time. And so I remember my last small group. We Brent had actually flown back to U.S. He was getting ready to get married. And I think the two-week team that was there also had maybe left at that point. I can't remember. But but it was like our last meeting. And I just said, you know what? I don't know. This is kind of our finale. I just, I'm, I'm done trying to tell you about Jesus. Let's just spend some time. And I, I talked a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And I just said, hey, let's just spend some time and just listen to the Lord, and honestly, yeah. I kind of thought I was lame, you know, it was kind of like I mean, it wasn't, there was no like deep theological concepts that I drew out, or no, you know, profound like intellectual, like whatever but, but I just kind of like led them there, and I remember Dima coming up to me afterwards, who, you know, we had led him to the Lord that year, and, and all these things he said, that was the best meeting we had all year wow. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was so much work in. you
3: know <laughs> That
0: one, you don 't remember that thing I said like three months ago, I mean it was so good you
3: know?
0: no it was just so are we spe- do we spend enough time not just wow. teaching people yeah. about Jesus? Yeah. not that there isn't that place, and you guys get that We need yeah. to be communicating the truth of the gospel, but are we bringing people to the feet of Jesus right. instead of just talking about him that was that was philip 's example. He brought Nathaniel to Jesus so that Jesus could do what only he could do. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and Jesus I'll say this too Jesus invited Nathaniel um, into uh, a relationship you, you see this as a context of him inviting the disciples into his life but into a sense of life together while he's imparting the kingdom of God into mm-hmm. them and I'm kind of like reinforcing the same concept but from a little bit different angle um, when we talk about Discipleship, we're always working, we're always talking about it from the sense of relational ministry, relational discipleship, which means essentially two things. Uh, We're always looking for essentially two things when we talk about relational discipleship. We're looking for one, we're looking for a sense of life together, and two, we're looking for a sense of impartation. We're looking for those two things to always be there. Um, You can now what is life together? You know, at that time to be a disciple, like there was a there was a first century blessing which was may you be covered by the dust of your rabbi. It was the idea that like may you be so connected, so together, so following your rabbi that you know even the dust of their heels is just covering you. Right? We think, oh, it's kinda of dirty. But <laughs> but you know, they're just they that was like this blessing that you would be that close. And and not that you are the rabbi. Remember, you lead people to Jesus, but you are the example, as Paul says, "Follow me," because I'm following Christ, and I can be that model. If you can follow me along the road, yeah. and so that life together, you know, we we're talking about it's more than a weekly meeting, although it has one that helps, right? It's more than uh, a service or an event or a conference or a, you know these kinds of things. It's what are the components of your life are they invited into your life now, a good question a good test is just a- asking if you asked or if somebody else asked um, in some way that wasn't kind of weird but like so if somebody asked like are you doing life with so-and-so would they say yes Would they think yeah or is this just a thing that I have that I do like, nobody says I do life with my professor just because I'm with them three times a week, right? Like, nobody says that. That's, that's a class. It's a thing. It's not my life. It's kind of that, right? Would they say I am doing life with you? Wow. And if not, maybe there's room to push for that or fight for that. And if they said yes, then praise God, then keep fighting for that. So are they, is there a sense of togetherness? Is there a sense of life together? And two... Is there a sense of impartation? Because we can do life together and never go anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like is there that sense of impartation that you know Jesus said, hey, you know, Nathaniel, he, he call he calls out the, the story of Jacob. Um no, I'm sorry, not Jacob, Joseph. Oh no, no I'm my Bible. Um Jacob's ladder? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. I'm like, Joseph was, no, never mind. Yeah, Jacob's ladder. Jacob has, you go in Genesis and you find the story where Jacob falls asleep. And and um, all of a sudden he has this dream where he sees there's this ladder and there's these angels that are coming down to the earth and going up to God and they're going up mm-hmm. and down. and And Jacob wakes up and he says, he freaks out, he says, um, God was here. I didn't even know it. Now, in his uh, ancient you know, Middle East mind, he literally is thinking this is, like a, this is like a temple site. This is like a holy site. This is a place where heaven and earth are starting to merge, which is true, but he was thinking it as, as almost unique to anywhere else. But we realize in hindsight what, what Jesus is highlighting and what he begins to metaf- metaphorically connect is Nathaniel you're going to see the same thing but I'm the connecting point between heaven and earth. I'm the place yeah. where you're going to see these two realities begin to merge. Yeah. And I am always with you and in that sense of, you know the Holy Spirit in our life. We suddenly see this this concept that we don't always realize God is there. Mm. But he is. And so so Jesus is connecting Nathaniel into a journey of saying, "Hey, let me, let me walk with you as I re- help you reveal um, the reality that you don't even see around you. And so are we imparting the kingdom of God? Are we imparting the reality that they don't even see? Like They don't see it. They don't want it. They don't even know. Some of them do, but they don't. You know, how are we imparting the kingdom of God? And so, you know, some questions just to ask yourself is, like, do you have a vision for the guys or gals that you're fighting for? Do you have a vision? Do you have, this is what I, you know, the, do they have a vision for their life? Like, that's great. You can work from that. Like, oh, I, I really want to grow in this, if, you know, if they're far enough in their faith. Or if they're not, it's like, man, this is what I'm wanting to, you know, grow you in. And, and is there a sense of impartation? Now, <clears throat> if you can answer these two questions, that kind of helps you assess how to go about your discipleship approach in a relational way. Because if you can do just relaxed love relationship and life together with no structure, that's fine. Go with that. Mm -hmm. If you can do life together and impartation. But if you've got a guy or a gal who's like, man, yeah they're not engaging enough for me to just hang out with them and talk about the Lord in enough of a significant way that is actually going to get them where they need to go in their walk with the Lord, then get Tuesday at 2 o'clock with them and have you know, a Bible study and go through John or go, you know, do, do a more structured thing if, if the impartation needs that. But if all you do is Tuesday at 2, so you can impart the kingdom of God to them, but you're basically the professor who's like, I'm not doing life with you. Then what you say on Tuesday at two o'clock won't ever have that meaningful significance. It needs to be both. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes that means like, dude, go through a great book, go through, you know, a book of the Bible, go through, you know, study of this thing or that thing. Do some kind of structure like, hey, we're just going to spend time in prayer every, you know, Tuesday and we're gonna just, you know, whatever. Like it can be intentional impartation, um, and sometimes it doesn't have to be. Because, like, man, this guy is just, like, with me and as we are doing things. You know, that always should be there. But I know that sometimes that impartation is just them seeing your walk with the Lord, but they themselves aren't engaging yet. But if they're willing to engage, you know, wrestling with with how your one-on-one relationships look like. Um, right now, you guys have been fighting for these relationships and have gotten them to a place where you have that that voice. Now you're going to lead them somewhere. It's always based on the goal of relationship. Relationship with your God, you're always trying two things. Two things you're always trying to do. Are you drawing them closer to you? And are you drawing them closer to your God?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When you do any of this outside of the goal of a relational agenda, then you are amiss. But we are saying we are working and fighting hard to draw people closer into relationship with our God and with each other. And so I was. I've just been talking with a lot of you guys mm-hmm. <coughs> recently about that. And I was, because I've been trying to just try to think through, like, I think this is the time of year where oftentimes people are starting to have those deeper conversations. So I just want to encourage and challenge you. Like, Remember, like, let's, let's have a vision for our people. And let's be intentional to make sure that we are imparting the kingdom of God in, in a meaningful, significant way. And that we're doing mm-hmm. life with them along the way. And I think Nathaniel's life was transformed because Jesus said, hey, come with me. You'll see greater things than you ever imagined if you just hang out with me. And I'm going to impart the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God becomes more than a concept. It becomes a conviction of your heart and life as you start to see the reality of God's kingdom all around you. Um, But all this happened, as I kind of mentioned already, but last thought here, is this happened because he was invited by another to join into that relationship with Jesus. and Or what, I'll say this, not just in a salvation concept, but because Nathaniel was a man who Jesus even said, like, you are a follower of Yahweh. In that, you know, this is pre-Christ's death, resurrection, uh, but in that sense Nathaniel is, you know, we would say saved, right? He is a follower of Yahweh in the truest sense of the word. And yet, because because uh, of a friend, uh, a, a member of of <coughs> his community came to him and said, "Hey, we've got we've got someone we need to like hang out with and follow." He was invited into a deeper mission in yeah. the kingdom of God than he was ever going to have otherwise. And so, uh, it is that time of year. I just have to kind of highlight. Um, we have people, I know it sounds crazy, like late October, we are already talking a little bit about even LTC. Like, who are the people in your life that's like, man, they're ready to join in on the mission of God or could be ready to join you in, in the mission of God with you, sitting next to you next year in this room. And, and I know it's early, and, and honestly, we're going to we push LTC as far back into the spring as we can because we want you to have that time. You come back in the spring semester to really do that well, but I would say, if you are, if you have guys or gals right now <laughs> that have that potential, help us grow that conviction out of that concept in their life. And and one of the best ways you can do that is just help them, kind of what we sometimes call just small wins. Like help them experience a little bit. Like help them. Let them go out with you when you do on-campus presence with Ian and Hannah. Have them come with you and give them a little vision. When you're talking, you know, we're going to be talking about missions week here pretty soon. That's a great way to create small wins. It's like, hey, go for a couple of weeks and just experience um, the Lord working through you in a real intentional way. That's a small win. It's a way to just kind of build hunger, curiosity, and enjoyment. Honestly, fun at some level in in responsibility. Like, go out there. Just pray for. Uh, the campus and just help them, let them see your passion flow through. Um, But be intentional in this season. And I think for those who you think have that um, maturity in their faith at this point or could develop into that, that's something that you can do. Don't just throw it at them, you know, here in a couple of months, like, Hey, I'd really love you to join LTC and do this. Like build them up so they feel like, man, this is something I would want to do and I'd love to do and I could, could do but just kind of working out those small wins like going out pursuing you know invite them into that conversation about pursuing after that guy or that gal that you're really fighting for and let them help you let them in on the vision of of legacy and what it could look like um, if they if they help you even now in your community and and we'll see the kingdom of God grow here it's you, yeah. yeah. you know it's at the end of the day you know, it's, it's an amazing thing we get to do with campus ministry but it's a weird thing because our, our community is so short lived a few years and you guys are out the door and, and at the end of the day right, our identity is not based on what you produce uh, but our vision is in part based on that your identity is not but our vision is if we're going to have every student on our campus relationally connected to someone who is fighting for them then we have to replicate replicate or die
3: yeah. Give up on the vision,
0: or or replicate the kingdom of God in other people's lives and do the same. Uh, there's really just no other two ways about it. And so, and so we want you to have that vision. To yeah. Say, hey, have that vision to replicate yourself. Replicate yourself more than once. Grow the army that's fighting for the campus. Don't just maintain the army or make the witness smaller when you leave. Make it stronger. Make it larger. And I think that's a kingdom vision. That's that's. Yeah. You know, not about the outpost or not about trying to, like, you know, put a notch on my Christian belts. But it's about saying, I want my campus transformed. Mm-hmm. And to do that well, I need more people to fight for the people that I just don't even know and won't know are coming when I leave. Yeah. And so let's pray for that. Let's proceed for that. And let's fight for that as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Um, all right. So around your tables. Um, I want you to just ask kind of three questions. And um, if it's kind of loud in here, I mean, we've got a few minutes. If, if you want to go out into the sanctuary or go outside and hang out in the snow or something, you're welcome to. Um, Alaska's Alaska over here is like ready to roll. Um, but I want you to kind of ask three questions. You know, it's always hard to remember. Like, what did the guy say? What was the third question? But here's, here's basically three questions. How do you create small wins for responsibility? What are, what are ideas? What are things that you could try with your guys or gals that would just help them experience a sense of enjoyment and, and play and practice and, and just little wins in the area of responsibility for the Great Commission? What are ideas? Kind of mouse things off of each other. How do you do life together in one-on-ones? Like, learn from each other. Like, hey, what are things you guys are doing? It's like, you know, you got busy people. You got a busy life. How, does, how do you do life together with your guys or gals? And how do you do impartation in one-on-ones uh, or in small settings like that? How do you do life together? How do you do impartation? And how do you help grow the desire to fight for their campus um, in early small ways, if you will? Does that make sense?
4: Yes.
0: All right. so. go ahead and just kind of chat around your tables. We'll give you guys, uh, you know, we'll give you guys maybe 20 minutes here, even 15, 20 minutes. I'll get you, I'll call you out at five minutes still.
2: It's 8.01. We'll be back here at 8.20. I know.
0: I'm slightly deceived, but I also know
2: it's Love, oh, am yeah. going
3: you know, exactly. oh, no, oh, i so problem. Problem. So <laughs> okay. like, <laughs> like, go. Right, okay. one, point point to i like, <laughs> After, like, like, she just knew how to. She knew how to
5: push me into doing it without like <laughs> wow. uh, right, so. exactly, like she was there. She was gonna
3: help me, which is like. David not She's like, I am her like,
5: I guess, yeah. yeah. I I like, like, I and I'm not
2: like, like, like I I provided food, and David said he would show me.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. said <laughs> uh-huh.
2: something went to the
3: Oh, i was just saying, oh, okay. like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. that. So, yeah. like every
2: time um, I say something, I think is basic about Bible, but I think that I, I should yeah. um, always, always, always I don't Sean always question about this. I don't can talk about more. I'm like, yeah, the i kind of yeah. love
3: this. I personally have a way Yeah. bring the question. Yeah. I feel like
1: I'm to a lot of Yeah. Of so it's to <laughs> I in yeah. Yeah. In is the more more yeah. Like yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. 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 I
2: guess I'll
5: like, I'll I'll
3: I'll i uh, but he would I what Yeah. i was,
2: that was like, 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 C- like, C- Yeah. I'm I'm proud doing it. How do it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: You're so quiet over there. <laughs> what are you thinking about? I, mean, I mean, it may seem like I'm really loud, but I should talk I don't a few more ways. Yeah. I don't know. I think my guy told him, hey, bring a game. Like uh, 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 At the beginning of a small because you, know, so you kind of like just step up the responsibility each uh, really? time. Uh, yeah. Start saying he's like, hey, bring a game. Bring a stack or whatever it is. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's the first question. Um, How do you mark
3: something?
2: as the third person that's all. It's it I told them I told last week that um, God's going to say something to you, and obey, and so then I'm going <laughs> to have them, I'm gonna have them <laughs> to <laughs> no, no, I, like, I'm going to have to report back. Because I said, you can evade, like, but Like, I told you, this is what God sounds like. And then either you can obey or you can wow. disobey. And I said, I'm going like, to disobey him and I'll also wow. obey him. And so, wow. um, so I'm yeah. expecting to report back. So, wow. so it's just wow. that you better obey. Wow.
3: Yeah, wow. it it's much more
2: gentle <laughs> <the> than it's, <laughs> um, yeah. i like, this is it. Five words, like I creative creative. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you better obey, okay, bye. <laughs> no. Those words. I need to grow in math, like being a more a direct. direct. I like That's the level. idea of like
3: creating expectations. Yeah. 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 yeah, I like that too. So, or whatever it is, you know, like, <laughs> like you yeah,
2: know, well, well, just whatever the, whatever you are teaching about, tell them that there's
3: some responsibility has to be taken. Wow. That then you can ask about it, especially if you can know, check it Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Like a commission. not a great commission, but a good commission. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 you know, uh, c- do I don't I a I don't think <laughs> it's I mean, back <laughs> <it's laughs> <okay, figurative
3: laughs> like, <laughs> that's not No. just
2: like, wow. So, anyway, responsibility. a little bit. Yeah. That's it's not that big. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean like, like, I don't mean like, the whole wow. thing. I mean like, be like, looking yeah. for that. Like, yeah, like, I mean, just a small thing.
3: Not like, <laughs> <laughs> not like, you know like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, like, like really
2: yeah, I know. Know. Like yeah. You didn't. <laughs> One of my girls, like, well, I just like just got a few hours, like, kind of taking
3: a step back from, like, yeah. obeying. Like, how do I first hear it? Because she's like, I well, God told me to do blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what do <laughs> <"What laughs> <favorite> they
2: <laughs> mean? So, <laughs> talk about that. So, I mean, the idea to, like, be asking her, like, oh, sorry. But you
1: realize, uh, you know, uh, play. like, is, yeah. I stalled a couple times. like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what did you I said I right? was pretty good. Right. I feel like you have all follow-up
2: one um, It's, like, important Yeah, you tell me thing and then you go on, and you something else you but, like, like holding them accountable, like, do. Yeah. I get yeah. She yeah. Yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. The Oh, we just like now? back. They were able to like It was good, okay. uh, um, yeah. to one thing. Yeah, like, Um, like
3: Knowing like, Man!
2: Yeah, I know yeah, yeah. well,
3: like, so, join us. We We how understand makes them feel more
2: comfortable. Like, I was I do we just came from the grocery store. We just bring it We Yeah. 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 Super pond. Yeah. not stores.
0: to Guys are shopping. Really. <laughs> shopping. Yeah. That's fine. Art sales. That. Art
2: sales Yeah. It's
3: almost like talking to the boss. And good. What? be great What? 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 <laughs> so when, you're, when you have yeah, people that are like insanely busy, like I'm having yeah. a couple
5: that like I haven't <laughs> seen in weeks. Or we'll make a of meat and then like <laughs> Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I don't
2: think do. yeah, so, uh, well, that that questioning
1: question? like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> not questioning <That> Is you do it
2: right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <not pushing. laughs> <laughs> <and laughs> <like, laughs> You can try to also I think an <laughs> the Like, if you want this, do you want to make time? Like, like you can mix through schedule <laughs> with, with them, see where they have the gaps, and, and see so how so you can make a fit. Sometimes they, they, about 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 they don't want to do it because <laughs> they're hiding something. Um, and so what I do with most people is, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you one them when they get yeah, in hopes that they will eventually relationship they'll actually, maybe next semester or something like that yeah, will actually be involved. So I have, like, two guys that are kind of like that and I agree with all of them. One of my to I a talk with, be like, "Hey, you're too busy. You're like yeah, not leaving for God." And after I had a child, uh, I started coming to smaller things. So, uh, anyway, somebody would call out things that, like, if you know that you're like falling apart. You're too so busy. Like, you know, it's important to calling it out. <laughs> like, adjust to that. That's what I see. Um, <laughs>
3: Or gosh, it's it's true. True. Yeah. You need that agent to be running full steam ahead. Right. A like right. I think Tim like like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I have one girl, she's actually chubby out. she hates it. And she's like, can I sit her my own post? But she hasn't even, she doesn't even She can't sit on <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, but she's, baby, she's struggling, but she also,
2: like, so remember, I cannot, like, get just being willing to so this is why I want this, not So I think This is not just how I'm like, this is why I want I this, to this. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. this is, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. you realize, nice. oh, it's yeah. not yeah. just yeah. that, yeah. Like, you know, we want to waste time, time. Um, we're yeah. seeing things yeah. together, like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Which one? Yeah. I'll uh, we'll deal with <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so uh, you. One in the Oh,
2: the most beautiful I have right now? Is every, oh. uh, yeah. No, I did that were so a couple other ones, I, uh, yeah. I don't know, I tried uh, to because well. that's one of the things that out different a yeah. lot of we actually, like, yeah, just everything in our, our head. yeah. heads, and we can actually you yeah, we know, actually to so, even it all, sharing to
3: do that. I, I wish it worked that way. I
2: just like on my back. I should read. Do you ever have hours and hours? And <laughs> yeah. <can> <laughs> play, uh, yeah. I've out. heard that one. i heard that one. It's like 400 million dollars. It's like anything American. It's It's not a fun book. It's a good book. This is getting Talk about the well. That's what I felt. Right <laughs> you're right. Like this <laughs> is the Like like
3: <laughs> to yeah. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Joey, uh, <laughs> You
2: It's all
3: It's every there's no line. It has to be Wow!
2: that's That's actually
3: <laughs> so they to the I mean, not, right? Like, you know, <laughs> so are not here <laughs> <by Yeah. by laughs> I was like, like I you that. <laughs> We just
2: got that we we made really nice the I mean, room for a I Yeah. You they together
3: for game boy or you do your dust room yeah
5: get Rex just the from God.
3: Sorry, was that a real question? You know, eats, you know, <laughs> kind of I Yeah. I want is.
2: go to the I go to the bathroom. Yeah. 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 Oh I was like, no, you don't scare.
3: I think anyway. I just think no, I think like like the other night. Really like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: want to don't So, like, um, smiling, I'm what through. like not I a a so, uh, so talk like uh, inviting uh, people into I mean, prayer life, like uh, having to prayer to together? Like, yeah. Have you ever done that one one with someone, like, and what did it look like? like, like, like uh, <laughs> I did it like, I did it in Danforth Chapel because it's always empty. Yeah, oh, cool. and I just had a time when we were there. And yeah, what you can do is you're yeah, there. Like, do you do like uh, like, a piece, the and, yeah. and then just have whatever people oh, no, in there. In so in to like guys and, coffee and You know, just like, Exactly. i really like, like,
5: <laughs> 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 um, like, You know, we're just, we're you are <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah I like so trying to like stir up. I think it's worse than conviction in mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. conviction mm-hmm. and, uh, what do you call it, mm-hmm. like just burden. I'm this, guys, Last yeah. night, I had yeah. a bunch of people over at my house, like three guys, what from getting people that's in my interesting research interesting for and I just yeah. Great. I'm and work. Work. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like
3: it's making a really. at least like, Yeah. <laughs> <to laughs> yeah. You know, like, where sharing. Cool i think would i had it's like time Why do
2: that? the it right after I'm motivated to read something that I'm ready to group here. It's <laughs> like there are so and it is <laughs> There are a lot of people who so now I'm going to I've never seen that. It's like, it's always interesting. Like,
3: there's
2: Yeah, there's like meditation, Okay, so. Uh, so if you go up to the you're front, front right, there's this like slab and you can lift it up, and there's quite right. a big rib underneath to there. Some people escape. I've created this like workouts and lift your slabs. Or write
3: your own and stick it in there. You can go with the girl over there, down and write a prayer and stick it in their own. And move it across. It's like a Yeah, you kind of lift up this tile. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's um, so sweet. sweet, yeah, yeah, sweet party too. Party. Yeah. But the wow. peers that's are so gross, they stick together. Wow. <laughs> like, I get so like, notice that you like I'm stunned. like that. You can So like I'm getting cheap beer, you i get yeah. Doing life together. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: All right, guys. We're back together. (laughs) We're
0: going to wrap up here. So, we're going to... jump into uh, I know there's some guys downstairs I'm sure they'll I told them two minutes, but of course that, they'll get here at some point. Um, if you have if you have anything you would like the leadership of the outpost to speak to, clarify. Um, you know, it could be just just a why question of any kind. Kind of like why do we do this? or what's the thing behind that? Or just um, yeah, anything related to kind of where we're going and what we're doing, feel free to text me now, otherwise we'll just kinda of move on from that. But just see if there's any questions you guys have that be worth clarifying or what's that? Oh, my God. <laughs>
3: Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: do, um, don't make me shout, my voice ain't that strong, I was, I was literally, I was literally preaching at a church service this morning, here in early Colorado, and uh, it just hit me, I was, I'm going through, you know, the cold is going around, it's the time of year, it hit me apparently, when I was up on the, I was on the stage, I was actually getting so dizzy I had to, like, lean on the, on the podium like this. Everybody thought I was just getting really serious the uh, message. I was actually just holding on so I didn't fall over. So I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right now, but uh, my voice ain't going to hold out for too long. Um, so, yeah, if you like, you know, I just kind of thought, hey, it might be interesting. If there's anything you guys, like, like more clarity on. Or any advice you like just on a a kind of corporate perspective or from the leadership, uh, feel free to text me. Otherwise, we'll move on. Um, So, a couple of. Well, what do we got? So, we got a couple here. My question is. So, we'll see what. My question is would you consider your shirt red or orange? Rick! Wow! Hey, that's. Rick. Yes. Does it match mine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: About
0: that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I when I stand next to Andrew, do I do I fade into his or does his, does his head fade into my shirt? All right. Um. How. How do you get your guys to read? Like, love reading. That's a good question. Yeah, anybody have anything you want to just kind of highlight there? Give them a good book. A good book? Yeah. Yeah. Give them
5: a good book, yeah. Don't
0: tell them anything, and
5: they
0: just have to read a book. I out everything. (laughs) <laughs> just fill with mystery yeah Yeah. yeah. Dude, the ending of this book is amazing if they ask you One any word. question just
5: say you should read this
0: <laughs> discipleship will not move forward until you
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah the, I was actually in a breakout at a national Chi Alpha conference recently that um, um, there was a breakout on a culture of reading and and some of the things that he highlighted was just um, you know making creating memories around reading. So you know whether it's you know driving down for a day down to Uncle Eddie's and making a big deal, or if you're in a new town, like you know we used we used to do this, and I feel like we kind of lost this a little bit. But we used to, when we go into a new town, our kyalpha Alpha groups, we would literally have like like Everything short of like slashing tires were happening to like get to the bookstore first before the other guys. Uh, but it created this like curiosity because we were constantly freaking out about the books. Janik, we go to assault conferences and like then like the guys would like give Janick's photo to the, the person at the front and say, any book that he wants, I'll give you more money for it. Just don't send it to
3: him. If you found any
0: gold in there, I will buy it from you for more. So, But, wow. but you know, so just kind of make it memories. You got you to gotta make the authors a big deal. That's that's yeah. certainly true. You got to make yeah. heroes out of the authors. Um, and, and you know, don't don't give them, like, the hardest book. Don't give C.S. Lewis's, like, Mere Christianity, the first time that I'm like, trying to read. Give them something, you know, A Tale of Three Kings or... Yeah. You know humility. You know read Screwtape letters by C.S. Lewis. You know something that's a little more something that's a little bit easier to start out with. So you gotta make heroes. You gotta make heroes out of you gotta make heroes out of the authors. You gotta freak out about the concepts, and you got to make memories out of the culture. So those are just some thoughts there. You know. Yeah. What what we celebrate, you know, gets emulated. Um so, so it's a great question. Um, and I would say, yeah, that that for sure. You know, something about culture that I think is actually really interesting. I was telling some of the interns, I think, recently. The culture meaning meaning like you could kind of define you could break down authority in a lot of different ways but I would break down authority into like three broad categories one is organizational authority uh, I am speaking because organizationally I'm the director so I have organizational authority in this moment but but that is like the weakest form of authority there is that's really that then you have that's good. then you have <laughs> relational authority yeah. you have relational authority which which would you know be like your small group leader yeah. and hopefully a resource leader you know Also gets there. They start with organizational authority, but hopefully they're like you know they're fighting. I know they're fighting for that relational authority in your life, Um, and and that's far more significant, far more impactful um, in our lives. But then there's the third kind. There's there's cultural authority, um, which is which is really interesting. It's just if I'm going to be part of this community, this is what the community is like, and there's a sense of of. Adapting to the environment that you're in that that has like this is how we operate. This is what it means to be us. And and we pick up on that. What's funny is it goes in contrast to organizational authority, meaning I the higher up you go, the less authority you have to set culture.
3: Yeah. That's
0: good. Um, I can direct it, you know, as a as director, I can hopefully vision cast like this is how we want. The culture to be created, but I, by my speaking, it will not create it. What the lower you go is actually the stronger the culture. The more people lower in the totem pole of the organizational authority go, the more authority they actually have to create culture because culture is created by those who are not forced to act a certain way, who think a certain way, or are mandated by their you know organizational structures. So when you have a mind in love with God, not because it's a meeting or a service or an event, but you're actually talking about the Lord. You're setting a cultural mandate when you're reading and talking about what you're reading with each other. You have more authority than I do, because if I preach and say, hey, I read Bonhoeffer and stuff, they like, Oh, that's really interesting. I wish I had time to do that. But when you. Say, dude, I was just reading Bonhoeffer, and this was just freaking me out as I was reading this chapter. Wow. That sets a cultural mandate. This is what it's like to be part of this community. Yeah. We read, yeah. and so, and so, you know, I just encourage you guys. You guys set the culture far more than I do, um, and and that's why I need you to to you know help me, help us uh, set those cultural norms and rhythms. Um, redneck larp they thought it could never be done it was done how how do you practically honor people what how, how do you honor people any of the uh, any of the ant moots team you guys want to speak to that at all how do you practically honor people Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, good.
3: Let's good. talk about people behind their backs. Yeah. Oh, nice.
0: gossip, gossip.
3: Yeah. Got the gossip. Yeah. bit Yeah, Yeah, Good. bit of a little bit
0: of I love is when a get a chance to a to,
3: like. Small
2: group leader or somebody in their small group about either their leader or their small group member mm. and ask them, like, mm. you know, what's great about this person, you know, and just
3: hear mm. from their perspective. Wow. And then you can go share that with that other person, like, oh my gosh, this person told me this
2: about you, you know? Wow. It's like, mm. okay. good. <laughs> no, good. Can you give
1: your th- then <coughs> most valuable asset. Uh, What's
0: that? It's said time is your most valuable asset. Yeah. So if you can give it away via service mm-hmm. or food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's honorable. Yeah. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. Start a compliment
1: or shod kepper. What's
0: that? <laughs> yeah, that's Start so true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every time I see him, we call him. He looks good. That's funny. Dude, that's why he's not here tonight. That's why <laughs> <right. So, laughs> He's got two honors. T- <laughs> <laughs> but it, that does highlight a, a concept that's powerful is just creating habits of honor yeah. uh, in your life.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, there's you know, habits are, are really a powerful thing. They're, they're what you default to you default to them today because you've intentionally done them yesterday. And um, you know so a good challenge is just like, man, honestly even for myself, but it's like anytime you have a conversation past like you know high and by, like anytime you have a meaningful conversation, make sure that you honor yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the story of Jesus here too is is good, just just practically find something in them to elevate. And you know the the thing that I've mentioned this before too, but like this, the Gideon story just is always like, it just locked my head. I can't almost think about this without that story. But, you know, the angel comes up to Gideon and he says, you know, stand up, mighty warrior of God. He was hiding from the armies of Israel. He was not a mighty warrior. But in the kingdom of God, you are not what you perceive yourself to be. You are what God made you to be. and You're learning to change your perception into reality. And so you're speaking reality into them, you know. You're you're looking for that thing. What is the thing of God that I see in you? Um, and and just speaking that, yeah. You know, speaking it early, and and speaking it authentically,
3: yeah.
0: But um, you know, I, I just remember when my I did my internship with Sam, and when I did my internship. I thought it was so strange when I showed up and like in the literally it was like the first thirty minutes. I showed up to the church that many of them went to um, as my first thing. I showed up Saturday night. Jake Leffler met me, drove me to the house that we would stay at for the rest of the year. Um, and the next morning I went to church with some of them. And like the 20 minutes before and the 30 minutes after the service, like I had probably five guys honoring the leaders um, of the ministry. Every time I talked to somebody, oh, you're that new out-of-state intern. Oh, cool. You're in Stevie's resource. Let me tell you why your Stevie's amazing. Yeah. Right? Um, <clears throat> that was before I even met Stevie. Yeah. Uh, or Gotro, or any of these guys, they were just like, okay, wow. here's, and so they're just very intentional. Like yeah. this is my, this is my focus when I hang out with you is to tell you why uh, the people in your life matter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, you know, I just set a tone. That's why I think you know setting honor early in a relationship is critical because it sets the tone, it sets the, the rhythm of the relationship yeah. in, in a healthy way. And that's something that I constantly have to challenge myself. I feel like I am naturally not dishonoring, but but also I have to learn to be intentionally honored um, and constantly have to remind myself, like, okay, hey, yeah. let's let's focus on that. And so I don't know if that answers that question, but it's a great question. I think honestly, it's just kind of like do it. Suck yeah. until you don't, you know. Yeah. Um, but but look for the things that are of God in them, whether or not they're always expressing that or not, and just saying, dude you know, elevating the things when they do do things of the Lord and making those a big deal. Just a couple of thoughts. Okay. The um, uh, Bible says we can always seek more for more of God in his spirit. Also, we have to do, all we have to do is ask, so why is the second baptism distinguished as its own individual event? this a step into the fullness of completeness. Why is it not enough to simply ask God in prayer for more of Him? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, yeah. Oh, no. That was back in March. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, this must have been an LTC question. Wow, okay. That's a good question. That's a good question. We'd love to go there. That might take more time. Sorry, whoever you are. Sorry. That was, we do this with LTC for the Holy Spirit, and somebody did. Okay. uh, The one below it, how do you explain in simple terms about receiving the Holy Spirit in simple terms? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Good question. So, in simple terms, how do you explain receiving the Holy Spirit? Uh, Anybody? (laughs) Yeah. Spend three hours. Get away. <laughs> talk to your oh Ryan. For uh, yeah.
1: Um, actually, part of this goes to a long time ago, actually, when Deborah's husband came and spoke at March, uh, Jeremy, uh, which is really cool, Um the way that I heard the message, just where I was at with the Lord, was that um, everyone wanted me to have the Holy Spirit out of and I, and I also wanted it too, but out of obligation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so having a heart and just like, oh, okay, I need this because people want it for me, okay. Since everyone else wants it, I guess I want it too. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't, I learned that that wasn't the right heart posture mm-hmm. to have. And then I needed to be wow. a real yeah. um, desire for that. Yeah. And so that yeah. took time to develop. And so. Yeah. Um, and actually, Jacob last year came up to me and said, um, when we did the same kind of Holy Spirit encounter at Paul Salt. Um, and said, I think you need this. And again, my, start, my heart was still in that posture of obligation. And so I went up to receive the Holy Spirit because Jacob wanted me to. But I still wasn't there so, um I think God still has to work in your heart a little bit and yeah. yeah. a little bit more to, to bring you to a place where you actually know and realize um, deep down that you do need the Holy Spirit for life and yeah. to, and to yeah. function and to actually start leading people. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah. Dang. yeah. Come on, man. Good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Any other communication there? It's good. Yeah. I mean, there's not a wrong way. It's just, it's just saying, it's just saying, hey, there's more of God,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. you know, the work of Christ on the cross is is a redemption work. It's a work of of saving us from sin um, and restoring the capacity for relationship the Holy Spirit not trying to get all complex with all the different theological concepts but the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is just saying God I just want to go past that we say I want I want to go deeper in that relationship with you and if this is a you know deeper experience with you then I want to go there so a deeper experience of relationship and intimacy um, yeah uh, can Outpost staff put together a book list with some short synopsis about them to help leaders discover new books or recommendations okay also, what are some good books for guys with no church background? Bump, yeah. yeah. read these questions. Um, yeah, that's a great that's a great thought. You know, like you know, having a kind of a master list of, of good books. Um, I was playing around with uh, a list of of kind of not maxims, but quote just epic quotes from books with with the source book. Um, we never quite got that far with it. But um, that certainly would be a good a good thing we could work on. Um and honestly wouldn't it be that hard to do. The I
5: have
0: a list of authors <coughs> <coughs> Okay, yeah. That might be you know something too. And yeah the authors themselves. There is a there is a book by Kyle Volkmer. We have a list <laughs> His top recommended books. That's a as a good base baseline um, authors with, with book titles, um, and can make that certainly readily available. I think it might be worth us even looking at it and just kind of filtering it through um, all that all the ODGs that we found most impactful here in Colorado. Can I um, comment on that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So the book by Kyle is these things, and it has each chapter is a topic. And it, like, moves through, um, like, you can take each topic as a smaller lesson, and it does Bible verses, quotes, Kyle uh, from Maxims, and then list of books that go with that topic. So, it's got, like, 20, 30 chapters, and it's, I think it's, like, 15 bucks. It's called These Things. You should all get it.
3: Kyle
2: Boltzmann. W.K. Boltzmann.
0: All right, all right, how, how do you, uh, a good book for, like, what, non-believers? Um, that, I think that was part of that question. Um, boy, that's, yeah, (laughs) Honestly, honestly, sometimes it just kind of depends a little bit on where they're coming from. The <clears throat> a great you know great books just yeah going through a book of the Bible honestly is, is sometimes the best thing to just do um the you know we we try to make sure that like apologetics always is in its right place it's not the silver bullet but it does have a place if there really is an intellectual barrier uh, sometimes the intellectual barrier is a smoke screen so you can spend all your time trying to wow. answer the smoke screen yeah. and you never really get into yeah. the heart of the issue yeah but sometimes it really is like, dude, I just I just don't really know if I can believe uh, in this. And so if it's a more, if it really is an intellectual struggle, is God real? Um, you know, Reason for God, McKellar, is probably a great one, although it's, it's yeah. maybe a little bit headier at times. Um, more than a Carpenter, I know it's kind of a shorter uh, variation of that. Um,
5: Knowledge of the Holy.
0: Knowledge of the Holy is always just a great book because it's highlighting the attributes of God. Anytime we highlight the attributes of God, that is always a win. Um, But, yeah, I mean, honestly, just going through, you know, Luke or John or or any of the Gospels, really, um, together can just be a great starting point for them in the conversation. Um, Yeah, okay. How... How do you respond to someone in a loving way who uses an example of God's wrath from the Old Testament to justify their spite towards God uh, or the idea of God? Sure. Uh, how do you speak the truth without pushing them away further? This person can be someone you're pursuing, a member of your small group who is not yet a believer or a complete stranger you encounter. Um, God's wrath from the Old Testament to justify their spite towards God or the idea of God. Um yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the the standard question, you know, wrath of God in the Old Testament. We can talk about the genocide of the Canaanites. Typically, is probably where that's going. If they're more specific with it, um, those those conversations certainly have answers. Uh, to do a good job, I don't know if I have time to do a good job with that question. But but the short of it is is. Um, There's multiple angles to this. One, there's multiple angles to this. One is recognizing, um, oh man, I'm going to go in the rabbit hole in a hurry. I love this conversation. I I love this question. Honestly, I I enjoy this conversation. I'm just trying to think of how to summarize this in the few minutes that we've got. But the the short of it is, is one, we have to recognize, what God, what's God up to in the Old Testament that, um, it's interesting, we read the Old Testament, one, through a modern lens, so one, that's one thing. We have to be really careful about reading the Old Testament through a modern lens. And so it's interesting that in the Old Testament, we read the Old Testament like that was so unjust. Actually, nobody made that argument in the Old Testament. That was never an argument. Right. How dare you, God? That was never something anybody said. No. Yeah. You know you what, know, that should throw some red flags that we're reading it through a cultural lens. Good. Um, now, we can get into how they actually saw it, but the short of it is, is they came to this realization that God is just, loving, and good. Somehow, they read what God did, and that's what they came to. Um, and so you have to, rec- you have to go into uh, some historical understanding of, of how they understood God was working in a way that they could understand. And so you have to kind of work from that, too. Like God is working in, on their behalf. Um, and so, for example, the Canaanites, we see that, and we see, oh, how dare God you know, destroy the Canaanites. But God gave Canaan hundreds of years uh, to repent. And in fact, God held back Israel from doing anything about them uh, because he specifically said it's not it wouldn't be just. If you try if you try to do anything to the Canaanites right now, it would not be just. their their iniquity does not warrant um, any kind of action.. Um, and so and so there is this expression of God's justice and timing. Uh, when he did act out, uh, he was you know acting one, we, we again, we read it through modern lines, but he was, he was nobody really complains when God like takes a life. It's it's more the issue that he let Israel partner in that um, taking a life because and in that you have to read it you know again you read it through a modern context. But but at the time God was setting Israel apart. That was his whole objective. I'm going to make you a people separate and understands the heaviness of sin. Like, that was huge. Like, if you read anything about the Levitical Law and, I mean, everything about the story of Israel at that time, it was all about him showing Israel the heaviness and the weight of sin so they would be grateful for the redemption that would come someday through Christ. Um, and the Canaanite thing was like, okay, I could do this myself. I could do the flood. I could do, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, I just send down. But I'm going to actually have you join me because you wow. need to feel. How serious your iniquity is. You will be Canaan if you um, don't understand that you need to walk with your God. Um, and so there's there's this you know big picture redemption of humanity that God is working out. Um, and so it's you know I know it's a tough conversation, but when you have cancer, you, you cut out your cancer. cells. So there's all those kind of things. There's also oftentimes we read. Judgment in the Old Testament through um, cause and effect, and how we read literature, meaning. um, If I say, yeah, if if I get into, um, there's often times times when God talks in the active form, but given the context, I, I think there's a strong argument to be made that God isn't necessarily always actively working. He's actually articulating the ramifications of him stepping back. Um, now, we would say that's not him acting, but in the context of you know, Israel expecting God to act and not him not, it's as if he's doing an action. So it's like, you kicked me out, so now I'm stepping back, and now you know, you're dealing with all the consequences of what's going to happen. All the judgments, all, all these things, they're judgments because you kicked me out. And this is what's going to happen because you kicked me out. Um, But sometimes he he communicates it in a way they would understand, which was uh, as if he was acting it out, or at least that's how we read it. But to Israel, they understand, we kicked God out, and now we have nobody really to protect us from these things, from our babies getting thrown over the wall or all these atrocities that God says, this is going to happen. But it's not because his character was doing it. It's because his lack of presence was Uh, acting out. Okay, we go way further in all that. Whatever there, but there's just some food for thought in brief. Talk to me if you really have a conversation you want to have. I'm happy to kind of go more in depth with you. Um, What do you think about on West? Who's, who's this? Place? I know. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Just kidding. I know. You know? Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. The Lord redeems. The Lord redeems. So... Guess what? That's something to celebrate. I love that. I love that he is, you know, if it's if it's real, and I think it is, as best as I understand. I uh, praise God. I get to see him in heaven. Something, something to worship.
3: All right.
0: with the choir. All right. All right. Uh. All right, we're going to wrap up here. A few announcements, and we're going to close up here tonight. Um, Are we going to play Assassins? I don't know. We're going to talk about that this week. I'm I'm actually kind of curious. I'm actually kind of curious. There's some conversation, should we play Assassins? It's great for people to try to get to know people that they don't know at the same time. All, All the chaos. I'm just curious. I'm just curious, raise of hands, how many people in here, if you could say you had a vote, yes, we play Assassins, or no, we don't, how many would say, yes, let's play Assassins? We'll do it. Really? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come on, yeah. Yeah.
0: How many would say, let's not play Assassins?
1: Wait, why not? What's that? Wait, you have to <laughs> Can we do it spring semester? it be a
0: lot better. Um, yeah, saying two, let's, okay, let's do it again, let's do it again. Two weeks, how many people would want to do Assassins for two weeks at the end of the semester with strong boundaries around work, ministry activities, and yada yada for two weeks? How many people would want to play Assassins? Raise your hand.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: Yeah. Okay. How many people would not like? Hey, this is just no
3: play. <laughs> all, right.
0: all right. That moves. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So, a couple things in two weeks. couple announcements. Couple announcements in two weeks. We'll do missions week. Castle, you wanna highlight anything? Uh, yes. There's really
5: two events to <coughs> people to. Um, try and really make time for both. If you have a Wednesday night small group, I would even I would even encourage you to make that your thing. Yeah. Uh, it will be it will be worth it. Um, Thursday night will be here and it is A challenge to bring people from campus here. It will be worth it. Um, It will be more than just you coming and hearing a speaker. You will be coming and having an experience. Um, Yeah. So the idea is um, Wednesday night
0: we'll be at the Bankies, November sixth. Chili.
5: Yeah. Hungry. And then Thursday night we'll be here, seven thirty. I'm kind of nervous saying this fair warning. That night might run a little late. But I think it will be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So please come prepared. Bring your people. Um, we had a question a, a while ago. Should we bring non-believers? I think the answer is yes. I actually think that this is cool for them to come in here and hear our passion for the world. Yeah. Um, so please do. The other thing is is that um, I think the interns would be really honored. If you If you want your people to go on a mission trip, tell them hey this person would be great for your team or hey come to my small group and talk about what you're doing Um, i think they would probably appreciate that okay great Uh, (laughs) uh, you know and if you want to see strips happen when the applications roll out and we are kind of delaying those on purpose until missions week um, apply and make sure that's at the top of your preferences Um, you guys have the ability
0: to make this happen. So that's all I got. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Large group. Um, we will do an offering this Thursday. If, if you are, um, you know, I know we do that somewhat sporadically. I think I think we're going to try to create a rhythm. Dylan, do we have kind of a plan for that? Where's yes. When are we doing? <laughs> uh, for this month, we're, since missions week is going to be the first week of next
3: month, we're
2: just going to do it this week, which is the last month, but
0: then after that we're going to start doing it like the first large group of every month. Cool. So you can just kind of know that in the back of your mind. Um, first large group of the, of the month we'll do an offering. So, I'll be there. Um, and let me, let me just say this real quick. The purpose of large group is, it's not independent from what we're trying to do with you guys in, in small group discipleship ministry. Like that impartation, and life together. The, we realize that, that culture is created uh, through a large, large community identity, which is really hard to do in a small group context. Uh, culture is generally a larger thing. And, and so the two purposes of a large group is to help create convictions in the lives of your guys or gals uh, from concepts to convictions to communicate the gospel, to communicate the truth of the word. In a way that will help you grow those convictions in your relational ministry time we're from that space, um, and two, that we just create this community identity that says this is what we're about, this is who we are, and when we get together, there's a larger sense of identity, of togetherness, of connecting one to another. Um, <clears throat> okay, but uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be. Um, there at the upstairs of the LSC for most of the rest of the semester. Um, on campus presence, we're doing that uh, yes. at some point. You yeah, hi. Um, right. uh, we're doing campus like presence
2: on Wednesday. Uh, we did it this past Saturday. I was the only guy. There was nine people that came, so we had <laughs> nine <two> people. So, so cool numbers. We're meeting people. Uh, we're gonna meet people again Wednesday night. Uh, Braden Hall Common Area at six o'clock on Wednesday. Um, and uh, and then we're gonna take a break next week. Uh, but I'm gonna to talk to a handful of y'all <clears throat> and see if that's a good time in general for people. Uh, so if you have thoughts of hey, I can only make Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., we're gonna get outreach Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. together. Mm-hmm. Um, make some time for it. Uh, but Wednesday, 6 p.m., yeah. Braden Common Area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we also have
0: a Halloween party coming up. Um, and so, Hannah, would you like to just kind of highlights the details for us? Yeah, there's a Halloween party wow. on
4: Friday.
0: Yeah. Friday at my house. And when is time? Seven. Seven. Seven o'clock at my house. Um, yes, the house house. If
2: you guys, Skylar is hopefully oh, us asking. Wear costumes, it's going to be a costume contest. Might have some cool games. We are going to recycle, ideally, Mountain use decorations.
3: Yeah!
0: Uh, to be well decorated.
1: And if you have a
2: desire to bake anything or bring a snack, let me know. It'd be really helpful.
3: What kind of snack? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Yeah, Each small group is in charge of bringing one snack or drink. That's great. No devil plus. No devil Okay. Wow. we can Yeah. If uh, right. Uh, has something to highlight with uh, college
0: transition. Yeah.
2: To do um, with your future, like be be considering giving year, be considering and, and continue conversations with like people who you're bonding with, like consider consider going together to a place to be ministers in one place, like we have some amazing people who have graduated, um, maybe Chad and Peter Brunner. Yeah.
0: just kind of I say about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um yeah, we've got in uh, fact, uh, myself and Lindsay and uh, a couple other directors we're actually heading to Springfield and uh Califf headquarters in about a month. Um, to talk with with the two there's two people that are in charge of church planting for the assemblies um, which is one of the largest church planting entities in America right now. And uh, and we're sitting down talking with these guys about uh, the, the idea of, of connecting Chi Alpha into church planting uh, efforts nice. around the country and, and just the future there. And they're they're just, yeah, they, they value you guys more than you realize. Um, one of the things that we're dreaming about is someday, Colorado, having 10 kaios. Yep. Um, um, that's right. With healthy teams, creating disciple makers mm. on the campus, because at that point, a yeah, couple red things happen. We have nowhere else to go in Colorado, so we start going to the nations and yeah. just enforce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And two, uh, hundreds of you guys graduate every year, and we connect you relationally into places that will value you, understand where you yeah. come from, walk with you in this new phase of life. And, and give you a context to be able to be disciple makers for the rest of your life. Uh, and so uh, one guy, I just want to highlight, he sent me this uh, little video here, uh, just for a couple minutes. I know we're kind of going long. If you need a run, I totally get it. But just a couple more minutes, and then we're going to close. But uh, this guy is actually planting a church in Boulder. Yep. And, uh, pretty Pretty wild place for, for this. And, uh, has a cool story. You, you might get to see him more in the future. Yeah, but just if you're looking at possibly Boulder, this is a guy. Maybe thought I'd highlight yeah. here, Jacob. You might just push a yeah. play there. Yeah. He, yeah. I think we can hear him. We're gonna see. No, no, no. My name is Paul. And first of all, I just want to say thank you to Nate for inviting me to introduce myself to you
4: and tell you about uh, what's happening in my life, the life of my family. Um, we've just been Uh, We assumed that God was going to keep us in China for years and years to come. But last summer, uh, we were back in the States for about a year, and uh, actually four weeks, and my wife was back in the States for six weeks. But when I returned back to Beijing, um, I can't really explain it, but I had this growing burden to plant a church in America. And um, I don't know... Where that desire came from, and just was something that was growing in my heart. And meanwhile, my wife, back in the States, had a dream about me. While I'm having these desires of planting a church, my wife has a dream that I'm pregnant. And uh, she says, you know, she could see a baby growing in my tummy. And um, she, in fact, she had to help me deliver the baby. So she went on a walk after receiving that dream. And, and she was praying about it. And she felt like the Lord has told her, um, your husband is pregnant with something you're not going to understand if you're going to have to help him deliver that. So she mm-hmm. talked with me when she got back to Beijing, and I remember when she asked me, she, you know, she says, hey, hey, God says you're pregnant with something. I'm supposed to help you deliver it. What are you pregnant with? <laughs> and like, I literally barely get the words out. I just began to weep, and, and by that time, i already wow. had this growing sense that he was calling us to Boulder. Wow. Um, wow. So I was trying to get the words out. You know, We're, we're supposed to plan a church in Boulder, I could barely get them out. But I finally did, and uh, we decided to begin praying about that. And God just showed us in a number of ways that this is indeed what He wanted us to do with our life. About six months ago, um, we moved into Boulder, and God did a miraculous provision for that as well. We, we didn't have any idea how we could actually live in the city, but God provided miraculously. We're living um, right in South Boulder, and you know, one of the questions that um, I've asked God, you know, Lord, why Boulder? And the phrase that he kept on speaking to my heart over and over again is that he would just say, because I love it. I love oh, the city. Wow. Mm-hmm. people of Boulder. And I was like, well, God, but you know, why, why are you sending us there? Well, what's going on? And all he would just say to my heart again and again is, I love Boulder. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that those are the words spoken to my heart. Because as we have moved back, um, I understand that there's a, there's a perception about Boulder. <coughs> that people where, mm-hmm. um, we know, we're not from wow. Colorado. Um, we've never lived here before. In fact, we never <coughs> lived in the city before we moved here. And um, I've gathered that there's some of like There's a certain perception uh, about Boulder, and there's a certain attitude toward it. Um, sometimes people chuckle. Um, usually, people will say things like, "Oh, wow, Boulder. That's very beautiful," but it's also very, and then you feel like, like strange, odd, weird. And um, and so it seems to be a city that uh, has been perhaps. Uh, um love forth beauty but for reject but rejected because of its culture and because of its people. But God has told us over and over again that He loves this city. He's given us the city as well. And uh, you know, one verse that God has given us um, as we launch into this uh, endeavor of planning a church is that he's given us Jeremiah 33, three over and over again. And Jeremiah 33, 3, by combining it, combined a it few different translations, it basically says, God says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great, and unsearchable things that you could never figure out on your own. Wow. And I love that verse because um, we're not even sure how God wants us to go about this, but we do know that wow. we're supposed to call on him. Wow. And so that's how we're beginning this journey. Yeah. Uh, we're praying. Uh, we're getting to know people. Um, we're getting to know the culture. Um, getting to know the language of the city. And just falling in love with it and just asking God um, what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And as we do that, we invite you uh, to come check out the city as well. You've probably been through, but you're welcome to come through and stay if you'd like. Our home is open to you. We have a guest apartment. We have a guest room. We'd love to host you. We'd love to do that if you want to stay a night or two. And uh, come pray for the city of Boulder. Uh, Pray for the future of Boulder. We have a dream of seeing not only a church plant in the city, But also a Chi Alpha. Come on. on. Yeah. Yeah. Be a part of something like that. We invite you just to come and check it out, get to know us, Um, spend some time in the city and with us, and we'd love to see what God might do. Again, thanks for giving me this chance. Uh, Nate, thanks so much for the opportunity, and I hope I can meet um, all of you real soon. Thanks. Man, that's
0: amazing. Doesn't matter if you're in Kazan, Russia, or in Boulder, Colorado. The thing that uh, is most needed in our in the world today, in the church, is people who know how to fight for their world. And um, and so we we get to kind of walk with you guys. As you guys are learning to do that. this is a this is not a campus ministry calling. This is a life calling. And uh, there's a lot of pastors out there that are just honestly in awe of you guys. Of what you're trying to do, um, and what you guys are doing on the university campus, and uh, he he's pursued us, um, just saying, hey, I, I just want to see what the future could look like with Chi Alpha, uh and us. So something to just kind of be aware of. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of these guys. There's there's an any number behind him um, that I talked to that are just, yeah. There's a lot of needs, but we're gonna we're gonna change this world. CSU, uh, we're gonna have we have nearly 30 staff this year. We'll probably have three staff in three years left from this group. Um, that's no joke. We have I think right now i was just counting it up. I think we have about seven pioneering efforts uh, in the works right now with our ministry. Um, so I just invite you guys, whether you feel called to the marketplace and connecting with your friends to go reach the world. Uh, as an engineer or whether you're called to do Chi Alpha uh, and help us be the ministries that will send the future missionaries and, and people into the marketplace. Um, we, are, we are moving, and we invite you to, to join with us as we seek to transform the yeah. Yeah. culture of Colorado for the kingdom of God. So, Lord, we love you. We're so grateful for all that you have done. And so much of what you are doing and up to, or we are in awe of your your vision, Lord, for our state, for our lives, for our people that are around our lives. And God, we just invite you once again, God, have your way in us and through us. Lead the way, Lord. We will follow wherever you lead. We love you, Jesus. It's for your name, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thanks for your time, guys. Have a great night.